Hello, 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 hello. And yes, I am late. I had mom duty, you know, because I have a senior. And, you know, being the being an English teacher, you know, they my son needed help with his um, with his essay about Frankenstein. He needed me to uh, go over what his teach the feedback his teacher gave and explain to him what to do. Um, so did that and then had my training and was late for that and had to watch the replay. Um, but hey, it's Wellness Wednesday, and today's topic is um, I'm I'm learning a lot. I knew I knew a lot. I'm learning a lot. I'm reflecting a lot, and I've got I got caught up in this book, uh, Spirit Junkie, because we don't really understand. And I'm just getting my TikTok people on. We don't understand how our ego is not serving us because we're not checking it. And because we're not checking it, we're all tripped up. There's a scene in um, Bringing Down the House where Eugene Levy's character says, because he's, you know, got, got, the, got the hots for Queen Latifah's character. And um, he says, like towards the end of the movie, you got me all twisted up in the game, boo. And she's like, you freak. And as I was reading this, it just had me thinking about how the ego has us all twisted up in the game, but not in a good way. Um, Eugene Levy's character, you know, he, cause like, he, like I said, he had the, he's got the hots for Queen Latifah's character. So, you know, he's feeling her and, you know, she kind of digging on him a little bit. But the ego is not digging on us the right way, in a healthy way. And it causes um, us to view ourselves separate. And I'm, let me get TikTok on here so that way, you know, everybody gets all the stuff. Uh, because I thought I was alive yesterday and wasn't. So if you go to the link in my bio, you can listen to yesterday's live, which courtesy of this app, I can save and download um, to listen, because that gives you, you know, some background on what the ego's uh, purpose. And I'm, I'm multitasking. So hold on, let me, I'm going to be quiet for a second so I can get this typed up and get this up here. Um, okay. All right, and let me put it up here so that way you know that they can be in the note too. And instead of putting them on my iPad, they're on my, if I can get them up here. Okay, there we go, there we go, it's there. All right, so hey, so, and it's like 75 degrees here in Texas, the weather, and it's supposed to be like back down in the 50s next week, so it's like bipolar for real. But anyway, so yesterday I talked about, you know, the ego's expressed intent. And then today I'm reading because, you know, like her, this chapters take, took me a couple days to get through because I had to ingest what she was talking about. And we get into the habit 
of thinking that we're better than other than somebody else or thinking somebody else is better than we are. And when we do that, we're essentially telling ourselves that we're not valuable. It's, so an example would be, you know, someone who is dressed sharp, they got the swag going, you know, they attract the what you think are the right people and they just got it going on. And then you look at them and you compel, compare yourself to them. But you don't know what they went through to get to where they are. And you're comparing their chapter, whatever, to your chapter, whatever. And then you're essentially telling yourself that you're not good enough because you don't have the things that they have. But you don't know what they went through to acquire it. When we get in the habit of comparing ourselves to other people, we essentially separate ourselves from other people. An example in my own personal life is there was a man that I'm interested in and, you know, he's interested in me and because he has money and I'm working to have the money, you know, I didn't think I was worth his time and he didn't think that he deserves somebody like me because I'm, because I'm smart and he's, he's smart. So he was separating himself from somebody like me. And then I was separating myself from somebody like that, even though he meets the criteria of the, the qualities and characteristics I desire in a man. And I meet that for him. So because I was viewing, you know, my now to his now, which was years in the making, I essentially try taking myself out of the game and thinking, well, I don't deserve somebody like that because he's got this going on. And then him thinking that he didn't deserve somebody like me because of my intelligence. So the both of us canceling each other out because we're, we're separating ourselves because this, the ego telling us, well, telling me, well, if in order to, you know, have someone like that, you have to be in the same income bracket. No, because does money ultimately define who I am? No, it doesn't. Does money define the, you know, how successful I am or not? No. For him, does his, his financial status knock him out the park for deserving, you know, somebody like me who could contribute to his life because of, you know, challenging him to think beyond you know, where he is in life and his goals and dreams and to put things in perspective? No, but also all too often we tend to take ourselves out of the game because the ego tells us, well, you don't deserve that because you don't have this or you're not there. You don't deserve to live in that neighborhood because you grew up in the projects. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. And we fall pray to that. And then we separate ourselves from people based on material things. When in all actuality, we're all the same. We're no different. We all have the same innate needs. We all need food, clothes, shelter, you know, to be protected and provided for and to be loved and to have physical, you know, physical contact with people. So we're all innately the same. We put limits on ourselves and take us out, uh, take ourselves out of certain arenas 
because we're viewing it through the materialistic and superficial lens, which doesn't serve any of us and keeps us out of those situations and circles that could actually benefit us moving forward. Because remember yesterday, well, yesterday I said um, that the ego's express intent is to keep us in the dark, to keep us back here, you know, second guessing everything we do, you know, telling us that we don't deserve this and that, and that this is going to be, that this is going to happen as a result of past experiences that we can't control instead of learning from those past experiences and moving forward because the ego wants to keep us in the dark. So we never experience the, the person who, you know, is financially stable that can protect and provide for us ladies, because that's what men are supposed to do for us. For the guy, a woman who is smarter than you and most successful men will tell you that their wife is smarter than them because she challenges them to think beyond where they are. So if that be the case, why are we still back here, you know, taking, separating ourselves from um, the people that could actually help us become better in life and business as a mom, as a dad, because think about, you know, the step parents, you know, the, the, there, I've seen so many reels on Facebook about, um, you know, stepdads stepping up and taking on the role of father for another person's kid. And I remember my dad telling me, cause I, I asked him like maybe seven or eight years ago, I said, dad, why is it so hard for me to meet a guy at my age who Want, who will accept my kids? He said, because it takes a special kind of man to step in and be a father to another man's kids and not be um, um, run off by that man, by that dad, you know, tripping about the fact that another man is raising his kids. I said, but that's stupid because I don't have a problem with a man with kids. He said, that's where men and women are different because women are nurturers and their expressed intent is to nurture people. They don't care that this kid didn't come, isn't theirs biologically. They just know to love on kids. And, and I had, and I thought about that and I said, okay, so these men are separating themselves from a good woman because she's got kids and he can't get over his ego because of his experience in dealing with women's baby daddies from his past. And that is his past is determining his future. So he's missing out on a good woman because he's separating himself from the possibility of getting of a joint. Uh, what is it? Creating an, a partnership with someone based on what he's been through. And when you think about it in that light, it helps you put things in perspective. How many Things, how many situations, how many uh, relationships, be it romantic or friendship or whatever, have you discounted yourself from because you're comparing where they are to where you are instead of seeing it through the lens of what can they teach me to become better? How can they add value to my life? How can I add value to their life? Because that's what it all comes down to. Like with, you know, with this man in his financial situation. 
So what? He's in, he's making into six figures. That doesn't mean that he doesn't need companionship or doesn't desire companionship. Just means he's in a completely different tax bracket than I am. And when we get out of our own way and stop separating ourselves from what we think we deserve based on what's safe for our, our rational mind to wrap itself around or our finite mind to wrap itself around, we can get out of our own way and actually enjoy life as we were created to. I mean, I think about, and then, and this just comes to mind because I know I talk about my faith a lot. When Naomi sent Ruth into the field to gather up, you know, let, um, Hard uh, barley sheaves that were left behind by the the harvesters, and she told her what to do to get the attention of Boaz. Her intent was for them to be taken in because in Old Testament times, women who were widowed were preyed upon; they were easy prey. So Naomi knew that they needed to be protected. So in that protect, she said, go do this, do this, 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 and this. And Ruth went and did it. And Boaz asked his people, well, who is that? And they told him who she was and what clan she belonged to, what family she belonged to. And, you know, gave the rundown on why she was there, you know, because her husband, she lost her husband and her mother-in-law lost her husband and both of her sons, which was one of them was Ruth's husband. And he started paying attention to it because back then, what do they call it? Um, uh, what there's a there's a term for it. Um, it'll come to me. But when a man died, or when uh, yeah, when a man died in a in a family, kinsman redeemer, that's what it is. The next kin folk, the next man in charge, would take on the wife, so she wouldn't be a widow. So Boaz could have done what one of the the kinsmen that was ahead of him did and said, yeah, no, I don't want that. You I, And pass it on to somebody else. So he passed on to Boaz and Boaz said, okay, fine. Ruth wasn't thinking about the fact that Boaz was in an affluent situation or even Naomi for that matter. They were viewing it from the perspective of this is what we need. Because if we stay out here too long by ourselves, People are going to take advantage of us. The men are going to come after us. So we need to be protected. So they weren't thinking about his stature in the community or his stature, you know, amongst his peers or in the family. They were looking to fill a particular need. As humans, we need each other. We need to stop separating ourselves based on superficial materialistic things. Because at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, if you had all that stuff stripped from you, you still have you're still a person with the same needs. Money just gives you the tools and resources to do more, to go out and affect more lives instead of thinking um, instead of thinking about, you know, well, I'm better than her because I've got this. All that can be taken away. And then that very person that you that you look down on is probably going to be the person you're going to need to help you until you get back on your feet. So we have to get out of the mindset, the egoic mindset that we're better than this one or they're better than us. Because at the end of the day, we all need each other. 
We all put our draws on the same way. And that's the reality of it. We all eat sometimes same food. I mean, I don't eat beef, I don't eat meat per se, but we all have the same innate needs. We all need to eat. We all need shelter. We all need, you know, electricity and now our technology. We all have the same needs. So why do we disconnect ourselves from people, from places and things that could benefit us in the long run? And once I understood that, I said to this man, I said, you know what? I deserve a dude like you and you deserve a woman like me. It doesn't matter that you have more money than I do. It doesn't matter that I'm smart and you know my mind is going a thousand miles a minute because that's what attracted him to me. The fact that I don't think like the average woman, average person does. And I challenge my thinking, you know, and that tends to send people like over there because they're like, you know, that you're just too much. But that's what drew him in because there's never a dull moment ever because my mind is always thinking about something. So why wouldn't I be a benefit to him outside of the financial aspect? Cause there'll never be a boring conversation and I'm pretty funny, you know, and I, and you know, and, and, and a lot of my humor is inappropriate a lot of times that's, that's adding, what can you add to somebody's life instead of taking away? Let us see has, has a song. Let us see is an R and B artist. One of my favorites. And she has a song. What you going to add to me? The people that you want, yourself you want uh to be in community with are the people that are going to add positive things to your life not take away if somebody is affecting your peace then cut them off the ego would have you believe well y'all been friends since elementary school so what if they're stuck in a negative mindset and they're pulling you down and you're and every time you know you're in their company you just you're just like oh my god i wish they just shut up that's somebody you need to cut off if they don't add any positive, anything to you. They don't need to be in your space. If you are the smartest person in your circle, you need to find a new circle because you'll become the sum total of those five people. You'll be the sixth broke person, the sixth negative Nelly, the sixth whatever. Stop staying comfortable because of what was and being afraid, you know, of entering the conversations that make you uncomfortable, those uncomfortable conversations are going to help you grow in the long run. Does it, did anybody agree with that? Cause I see a lot of people jumping on one leg at a time. That's right. One leg at a time. You put your, we all put our under our drawers on our pants on everything on one leg at a time. We're no different than anybody else. You know, it's just, we separate ourselves based on our past experiences. And we have to stop that because we prevent ourselves from making meaningful friendships with people who, who challenge us to think outside of our comfort zone. I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Do not, do not put me in the room with the people that are going to push me and my thinking to the limit, because I know that after, um, I learn whatever they can teach me. I'm going to grow as a person. My mind is going to be on a whole other level. I mean, it's it's like, um, you know, a freshman entering high school. They want to hang with the seniors, but the seniors are like, yeah, I don't want you because you, you just, no. 
The seniors are no better than the freshmen. They just know more. Get in the company of people who know more so they can challenge you. Stop counting yourself out just because they're smarter or they're wealthier or they're this or they're that. If they can add to you, that's the company you want to keep. Don't let the ego keep you stuck because the ego will paralyze you. I had a conversation this morning and I'll end with this because my daughter uh, scheduled a team Zoom and I still got to get yoga done. Um, the town that I lived in back in Pennsylvania never felt like home to me. I moved there when I was 12 because my dad was going to seminary and it, I was always the outsider, always the outsider. I would try to fit in. And as much as I tried to fit in, there was resistance because I was an outsider. Um, cool to see you on my, hey, 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 yes. Thank, now, well, see, and, and let me know if you found, if you, if I came up on your For You page, the song is just like ridiculous. If I came, showed up on your For You page, tell me, because I, I never know where people find me at. If they come or if I pop up on their For You page. So if, if, if I popped up on your For You page, let me know. Um, I see yeah, Darrell, I know, because I see the last name. Um and tell your mom I said hello, because, you know, I haven't talked to her in a minute. Um, but in the town I lived in, being an outsider, trying to fit in, and was never really taken into the fold. And then when I left, people were like, oh, you're homesick and you want to go back. And it was like, no, I wasn't homesick. I was actually excited to start a new life in a new place. I guess I'm going to have to turn this light on. So... And starting the new life here, when I would, when I've gone back, the few times I've gone back to visit, the, the how can I put it? The look of the town is changing, but the people are the same. They stay stuck back here. I had a conversation with a high school friend this morning. And we were talking about the gentrification of that town and how so many people are afraid to move on to something else. They're being pushed out of certain areas and it's very evident, very evident, but they're clinging to the memories of, you know, their neighborhood and don't want to grow. Some of some people in that town have never been outside of the the um the confines of that town, which is just just trips me out. Just trips me out. Because I get bored. And you have to change your environment in order to come unstuck sometimes. And those people, a lot of those people are stuck in, you know, what happened back in the 60s and what happened in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s. Well, we're in 2022 and it's changing. Different, you know, the people from the city, from Philly are moving into that town. They're trying to make it into like a Philadelphia suburb. If you're from the East Coast, if you're from Philly, you know Maniunk. So they're trying to change this town, turn this town into like a mini Maniunk. And the people see the changes happening but they're not embracing the changes and they're not choosing to um, 
to grow and change as the times are changing. They're stuck back here. I had a conversation with, with someone, um, I want to say a year ago. And I said, it's time for you to leave here. And his response was, I'm afraid because this is all I know. Fear is rooted in the ego because it convinces you that this is where you're safest. And if you leave the safety of this place, something bad is going to happen. The ego is not serving any of us and keeps us stuck in places, in situations, in relationships longer than we're supposed to be in them because we outgrow stuff. Things change and most people don't evolve with change. They, they stay stuck in their past mindset and then get upset because things are moving forward. They're in the dark, they're lurking in the shadows and they're afraid to go to the light because they don't know what to expect. Whereas somebody like me, I want to go over here and see what it's all about because it might teach me something. And every situation that has come up in my life has served to teach me something. If I never left that town, if I never would have listened to my spirit telling me you're living in a valley of dry bones, and that every time I drive by this certain landmark for a year, that message would come up in my spirit. I'm like, what in the world is this? Had I stayed there, I would have died a different type of death. Some of you are dying a different type of death because you're afraid to leave the safety of all you known to experience something that's brighter, that could lead you to the best people, experiences, adventures of a lifetime. Don't get stuck. Check your ego. Tell your ego to go have a seat. Tell, tell your ego, I got this. Because the longer you allow it to paralyze you and keep you in environments that are stagnating you, you stop growing. And when you stop growing, you're giving your kids permission to be mediocre and not move forward. My um, my 16-year-old son turned 17 this month. Oh my gosh, he turned 17 on the 14th. It's just like, where'd the time go? Whew. But he sent me a text message and he said, mom, I cannot wait until I can be on top of things. You know, I can run things. He said, because it's so frustrating when I have conversations with my friends and they don't understand where I'm at. And I told him, you don't even worry about it. You keep being you. And then because he said, and they try to make me feel bad for thinking differently than they do because they're operating an ego in the dark shadows. Whereas him, because he got me as a mom and I challenge my kids to think, you know, when they come to me with problems, I listen to them. And then I ask them, so how can we change this? So that way they learn how to think critically and analyze things for themselves to see what's going to work for them based on what hasn't. So, and I told them, I said, I'm so grateful that God gave you me or gave me you because him and his three siblings, his three older siblings, they think outside the box and they all 
feel the same way. They get frustrated because their peers are here and they're over here. And I tell them, don't get, don't slip back to here. You being here, they need to meet you where you're at because you can help them discover stuff about themselves that they're afraid of. You're giving them permission to think past what is familiar to them by being you. And he was like, okay, mom, thank you for that. Don't be a shadow dweller. Take a risk. The bigger and the more it scares you, the better. Those are the type of risks I love taking. I love it because I know when I land, even if I miss the mark, I'm going to learn from it. It's going to grow me. Keep moving toward the light. Stop trying to control all the variables because we can't, we don't know what's going to happen one moment to the next. And we can't change anything that already has happened. Yesterday came and went. What can we learn from it to become better, to do better today? Okay, so um, my coach, because I'm in a year-long coaching program, and he one of the things he says all the time, he gave it as one of our assignments today. Plan, do review. Plan which is your vision for your life, how you want your life to be. What do you want it to look like? What do you desire it to look like? Paint like this crazy, ridiculous picture in your head. And then start doing things to move in that direction. And then when stuff happens and and it doesn't work out, review it. What did you do? What can you learn from it? And how can you do it better going forward? Every day should be a plan, re, plan, do, review type of day to move you closer and closer and closer to the life you desire. When he put it in those terms, a light bulb went off in my head. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm plan, do, and reviewing all day long. I'm like, okay, that didn't work. What can I do next? Because that's how my mind works. Some things slow me down so I can really sink into it and get the meat out of it to review and plan what the next move is. So get in the habit of planning that life and your vision. Like I said, if it doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. Dream so ridiculously crazy. And don't worry about what the ego people say back here in the shadows because they want you to stay stuck there with them. Because if you move forward, then they're confronted with staying the same or joining you where you're at. And the average person, average adult is afraid of change. So if they keep you stuck back there in the shadow with them, they got company. Misery loves company. Be the um, the, the curse breaker for your family. I'm the ambassador of my bloodline. I, I was sent here to break generational curses. I'm who my family lineage was waiting for because They knew I was going to be the bold one to just say, F all y'all. I don't care what you think. Get to that point where when they come talking this and that, you just keep be like, you know, cancel and delete that. And you keep moving forward because either they're going to fall in line with you. They're going to fall away. And if they fall away, they really weren't friends anyway. So dream so ridiculous that it scares you. And don't share it with everybody because, you know, dream killers are real. Not everybody needs to know what you're planning and thinking and doing. You just start putting it all into action, moving, moving and shaking. And they're going to be like, yo, what you doing? I noticed you changing. Oh, no, you know, I'm reading some self-development books, you know, get my mind right. 
I got some things I'm working on and let them watch because they're watching. Even when you don't think they are, they are. And they then have a choice. Am I going to stay back here or am I going to keep up with her or him or her to see what they're doing and the moves they're making? Because I need to be making some moves. So you never know who you might inspire to act based on what you do because you're no longer a shadow dweller. You're not letting the ego run the show. You're not separating yourself from the people, places, and things that can help you move forward, that can help you grow into your purpose. Because some of y'all don't even know what your purpose is because you're too afraid of what you can't control. Don't just let that go. When you lose control over all of the external variables that you cannot control and understand that you're the only thing that's in your control to change, it makes you so much lighter so much lighter. And you begin to view things differently. You begin to view people differently. You begin to view them where they are versus where you'd like them to be. And then you can just let them go. If they don't serve you, just let them go. And it's no skin off your back because you know that you can't control them anyway. You can't make them do right. You can't make them like you. You can't make them want to hang with you. So you'd let it go and keep it moving showing love, what is it? Loving people where they are and showing them lots of grace. Once I adopted that, it made life easier, stress-free with regard to people and then situations. Everything always works out for me. Write that out, write that down somewhere. And whenever, you know, that ego comes in, tells you, you ain't never going to be nothing. You know, you, you're, you're, ain't nobody in your family ever gone to college. They ain't never did this. Thing. As soon as that thought comes, you cancel and delete it. And you tell yourself, everything always works out for me. This is happening for me and not to me. And once you start repeating that, every time you cancel and delete that thought, it becomes second nature to you. So when that ego comes up to tell you, well, you should, you can't be friends with, with her because look at her, look what she drives, look how she's dressing. You're not there yet. You'll be like, yeah, no, because I need to find out how she got that car. I need to find out how she changed her life around. I need to find out, find out, find out. Become an investigator, detective. Start asking questions and not one of those, I, can I pick your brain? No, I need to know what you did to get where you're at. Because I remember when. And you'll be surprised the number of people that will say, okay, sure. And y'all have caught a coffee day. You never know. That might become a friend who's going to challenge you based on what they're doing to move out of your ego self of separateness into community. Because then you're surrounding yourself with the people that can help you get to where you want to be. So that's all I have. I have to get my yoga workout because it's like 319. And my daughter said that the Zoom is at four o'clock with our team. And um, but yeah, so I'll be back at 930 tonight for recap. And, um, they, yeah, they stay stuck in their bubble. You got to get outside the bubble. You got to get outside the bubble, the bubble, the bubble does not serve you. And I've, I was guilty of that because I lived in my safe space because the bubble is safe. You can let people in. You want to let in those, the people that you're comfortable with and that's that. But no, the world is just it's like the world is your oyster. You can turn whatever you want into a pearl or it's just going to remain a grain of sand because you're afraid to take a risk. What can happen? What's the worst thing that can happen? That's what my motto has become. 
what's the worst thing that can happen? I'm going to learn something either way. And if you're, if someone rejects you, that shows you where they're at in their ego because they're thriving off of separating themselves from the haves and the have nots. And that's not somebody that you want to be linked up with anyway. The people who are moved, who have moved out of their bubble are the ones that are going to say, yeah, come on, let me, I'll tell you, I'll scoot because I'm not afraid in my company which my daughter's like, mom, you crazy. In my network marketing company, I kid you not, I have sent a DM to the millionaire leaders whose stories resonate with me. And I've said, will you go live with me? And I know it kind of freaked them out because people don't do that all the time, but I'm that kind of person. Because look, if you're there, you can tell me how to get there. There's something I can learn from you. And when you view it from that lens, People's that that actually gives people permission to let down their guard a little bit because they see that you're bold enough to approach them. And I'm like, I what we like I said, we all put our draws on the same way. Ain't nobody any better than the next person. We're all one. Somebody might just be a little further than you are. So school me on that. How tell me how? Become as outside of being a student of life, invest, be a detective, ask questions probing questions, not yes or no questions. And people, you'll be surprised that the, those people that you question, ninety I want to say 95% of the time, because I've gotten left on red a few times. And I was like, okay, so you're not somebody that I can associate with. Nine, 95% of the time, people will say, okay, sure. They'll take the time, schedule a time for y'all to have a conversation. And you ask all the questions. Just don't, whatever you do, because the people in the position in life that you aspire to reach do not like it when you say, let me pick your brain. That's irritating to them. It's like chalk uh, nails on a chalkboard. Ask probing questions and don't be afraid to ask questions because the teacher in me tells everybody the only dumb question is the unasked one. Because nine times out of 10, somebody else wants to know that exact, has that same exact question and they're afraid to answer it or to ask it. So ask the question. And then what's the worst that can happen? That takes the, the pressure off of you from thinking, from separating yourself. Takes It tells your ego, you know, and you're giving yourself permission to, to move closer to what you desire to be. So people stay stuck because they choose to not because they have to, because they're too afraid to shed the weight of the ego and say, you know what, go sit down because you're not serving me right now. Because the ego is not bad. We just got to learn how to live with it and control it so it doesn't control us and our behavior and our thoughts and the way we move. Because I'm bold. Even my ex-husband tells my kids, your mom is crazy. Because I do the, I do the uncomfortable things. And I always say, what's the worst that can happen? They say no. I interviewed a multi, uh, oh my gosh, I've interviewed one, two, two multimillionaires in my company. And they didn't take days to get back. They got back to me just like that. I've interviewed one, two, three, four top leaders in the company. And then two that are like one step below the top level in the company, because I asked. What's the worst that can happen? 
I hope you got value. Um, and who's the, Miss Rare Breed? Yeah, tonight tonight I'll be back at 9:30. And during that time, it's for us to just chit-chat. So if you come back tonight, it's 9:30 Central Standard Time. You come back tonight, think about what the things that I've put out there, because I know it was a lot, and then come back with questions so we can talk about it. I my goal is to get to know the people who, who come on my lives and follow me. So that way I know what other things to talk about. And it's not just me picking things. It's me listening to what you guys say and then topics come because the things that I talk about are unscripted. It comes to me moments before I come on here. And today it came while I was reading Spirit Junkie, which is another book. So if you're not doing self-development, I challenge you to get a self-development book. If you need suggestions, send me a DM. I can give you titles of, of all kinds of books. You tell me what your end goal is or what your vision is for life. And I'll point you in the direction of the self-development book that will help you focus on that thing. So thank you for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you all tonight. And let me see. I, I don't think there are any other questions over here. And I think Darrell is gone and Miss Monique is gone, I believe. But so, so I look forward to seeing you guys tonight and, you know, further in the conversation about, you know, the ego trying to keep us separated from all the good things in life that we all deserve to have. So have an amazing day and I'll see you later.